0: This morning, I want to ask you just to open your hearts and your minds to the possibilities of what can happen when you have a personal encounter with the Holy Spirit. If we can receive, then miracles can begin to happen. Bodies and minds can be healed. The city can be reached. New doors of opportunity can be opened for you. The great Holy Spirit is the unstoppable, irrepressible and winning Spirit of God. You like that? The great Holy Spirit is the unstoppable, irrepressible winning Spirit of God. Now He lives in you, but you don't believe it at all. Because if you did, you'd be jumping on the chairs, you'd be running around the room, you'd be throwing the furniture, you'd be doing some stuff that you've never done before and you've sort of got religious because you know how to listen to me and you know that I'll squirt water in your face or something if you don't but you've got to come down to realise that God lives on the inside of you and nothing can stop you if you believe really from the bottom of your heart this is the key to miracles it's the key to breaking through but we become so religious And we hear it and we go, I've heard that before. I read that in the Bible, but it's not yet true to you. But when it becomes true to you, I no longer am your problem because you accept responsibility for your problem and you begin to rise up and become what God's called you to be. Imagine if we had a dozen youth that really believed this. You'd change the city. Jesus changed the world with 12, just 12, just 12. How many people here this morning? Maybe 100, maybe less, maybe more, who cares? But if 12 believed and took the word and said, I am gonna become what God says about me, then we would turn the world upside down in a couple of days. You saw it in the book of Ephesians. A whole book of Ephesians like it's a roadmap for our church. Where Paul came into Ephesus, Acts 19. And there was 12 men in the room. They didn't even count the women. It's a bit rough. But that was the culture. And, And he said to these guys, have you heard about the Holy Spirit? And they said, we... We didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. We didn't even know. Didn't have a clue. They hadn't heard. But there were 12 faithful people in a lounge room somewhere. Straight away, Paul begins to get to work. Paul's like a father of the faith. He's an apostolic influence on the church. He begins to lay hands on them. And he imparts the Holy Spirit. You read about it in Acts chapter 19. He lays his hands on them. And as soon as he does, do you know what the first thing that happened was? Read Acts chapter 19. They spoke with other tongues. First thing. First thing they spoke with other tongues. And they prophesied. In other words, as soon as Paul laid his hands on them, something began to change. Do you know what? We have reduced everything. We've uh, we've, uh, reduced everything down to our mind. Let me tell you, nothing has stopped. Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. Jesus said to his disciples, you are going to do greater things that I did. And even greater things, you're going to do miracles. I mean, what did Jesus do? He raised the dead and He says to the church, you're going to do greater things. You are going to gr- do greater things, you. And when you cross out the you and you put your name there, you are beginning to get the message. Because if you put Kyla will do greater works. Greater works. If you believe that, you'd change the city. John Gala will do greater works. Than Jesus. What's the limitation? I mean, he wrote, he said the words, not me. Jill! Even though the hair's grey, why not? It's our mind that stops us. Who will I call out next? But what's it going to be? See, the Holy Spirit is for you. The fullness of the Holy Spirit is for each one of us. Yes. Acts chapter 2.39, it says, the promise of the Holy Spirit is not only to you, but it's to all generations and many who are far off. It's Acts chapter 2.39. Do you know what? He was? That book was written just about these two brothers here. Matthew and Mark. How did you end up with two names like Matthew and Mark? You two villains. Now, what you've got to do is just keep coming with us and keep coming with us and start to take this personally. You weren't given those lovely names for nothing. These were two apostles, Matthew and Mark, two of the original 12. Jesus picked them up, uh, just... Boys out there doing their own thing. And he said, come follow me. I'll make you fishes of men. How good's that? But it only really began to happen for them when they began to really partner with the Holy Spirit. Most Christians do not partner with the Holy Spirit. Sorry, most don't. Most listen to messages and filter the message and think maybe gifts did cease. Come up with some in each one of us this morning. Because when you start to pick up the truth that the Holy Spirit lives in on the inside of you, your life will change. Yeah. Yeah. Really will. Really will. It's really going to happen. So the great Holy Spirit is here this morning. The Father is in heaven. Jesus is seated there. As we become more conscious of the presence of the Holy Spirit in our midst and understand His purpose in our lives, things can begin to happen. Even greater things than He did. Who's in? So I wanted to talk about a couple of things, a couple of things that are going to happen when we begin to partner with the Holy Spirit. Number one, the Holy Spirit, when we partner with Christ, the Holy Spirit will lead many to Christ. He'll lead many to Christ. When you begin to partner with the Holy Spirit the way that you should, then many are going to come to Christ. Doesn't matter where you are, in the school, in the workplace, doesn't matter where you are, people are going to start to come to Christ. So this morning, we just don't want to know about the Holy Spirit. We want to partner with Him. We want to get filled with Him. We want to get overtaken with Him. We don't want to just think nice thoughts about the Holy Spirit. Just think nice thoughts. Thinking nice thoughts is better than not nice thoughts. But thinking when the Holy Spirit comes in completely changes your paradigm. If you look at Peter... Before Jesus was crucified, he said, I don't know him. Remember that? He said, I'll never deny you. And Jesus said, I tell you what, before the day's over, you're going to deny me three times. Before the cock crows three times, you're going to deny me. That's what he said. He said, not me, Lord. But you know what? That's exactly what happened. But when the Holy Spirit comes onto the inside of you, and really begins to fill you, you will begin to lead people to Christ. Yeah. This is what we're here for. Yeah. This is what this building is here for. God, bring them in, bring them in, bring them in. Yeah. Bring the city to find Christ. This city's lost. The kids in it are lost. Yeah. I mean, the kids in your school. What's it like for them? Not great. But when you realise what you've got on the inside of you, you become indestructible. The Holy Spirit will lead many to Christ. John 3.3 3 says, unless a man is born again, unless a man is born again, he won't see God. He can't enter the kingdom of heaven. That's what the Bible says. Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. John 3.8 says, the wind blows wherever it wishes. You can hear the sound, but you cannot tell where it's going. The Holy Spirit is the wind of the Spirit. He's referred to in the Bible, described like a mighty wind. And you know, the wind is blowing into different people's lives in the city. Even now, while we're here, God is working on different people. He's beginning to speak to different people. And if you are preparing yourself on the other end of that, you can become the one that leads them to Christ. But we've got to determine on the inside of us, I'm going to partner with the Holy Spirit to bring people to Christ. Yeah, yeah. We've got to get serious about this. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you were in Turkey and you knew that there was going to be an earthquake and that 30,000 people are going to die, what would you do? Yeah. If you knew a week before, what would you do? What would you do? Tell me. Megaphone. Megaphone. What else would you do? Get them out. out. Is that all we do? Is that all we do? Well, yes. Because that's what we're like these days. I mean, people have become very apathetic, non-believing, lukewarm hey your kids your brothers your friends what's going to happen to them Jesus said if they're not born again they can't even enter into the kingdom of of God most of them will say I don't believe and then they're at their funeral everybody says oh they're a good person they'll be there have you heard that they're a good person But if you read the Bible, you'll understand that none of us are good. We all need a saviour and we all must be born again. So you've got to start praying for your workplace. You've got to start begging them to come to church. Tell them anything. Tell them you'll get free sandwiches. Cappuccino. Get them here. Because they've got to hear the message. They've got to hear the message. And you have got to be the deliverer of the message. You've got to deliver the mail. You've got to get serious about this. Hey, who believes that people could be going to a Christless eternity? Do we really believe that or do we think? See, we departed from it right there. It's true. This is why we've got to do mighty men. That's why we've got to do man up. That's why we've got to do empower her. It doesn't matter if you do or don't, just do something. But when the Spirit of God comes onto the inside of you and you really partner, you will start to lead people to Christ. Smith Wigglesworth set a high bar for himself. He said, every day I'll lead a person to Christ. Sometimes at 11 o'clock at night, He's absolutely whacked after doing meetings. He's go, I'm going to go find a person. So we don't set ourselves any goals because we don't believe that God can use us. What difference it'll make? Well, you'll make the difference yep. when you're partnering with the Holy Spirit. You know, if you partner with the Holy Spirit, people will meet you and they'll think, "I just met with a God man or a God woman." Let's come on this journey together. Let's do it. I tell you, Jesus had twelve. There's a hundred in here. Wow. We've got to do this every day. Find a way every day. It's funny where you'll meet people when you commit. Meet them in the toilet. It will. I met an old bloke in the toilet. He wanted to talk about life. So it's a funny place to start talking about Jesus, but it's an unforgettable experience for somebody. Let's do it. Man, going to come to Christ. People coming to Christ is not an accident. It's a result of the Spirit of God moving and the intent of sons and daughters. Number two, the Holy Spirit will teach us how to pray. Because before we lead people to Christ, we need to get praying. Pray over your family. Pray over your family. If you don't pray for them, we're not really softening up the ground. We're not ploughing up the ground. Pray for them. Pray for the people at work. Pray for them. They need God. Like they might be behaving like arrogant and cruel and bullies and goodness knows what. Pray for them. Pray. Pray for your kids that they find Christ. Hey, listen, there's going to be a move of God, but we've got to be intentional about this. We just can't say, oh, God's going to do it. Do you know what? It's gonna come down to obedient people. People that have overcome their limitations said, I'm gonna do it anyway. The Holy Spirit teaches us to pray. Romans 8, 26 says, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So here we are, we want people to come to Christ. But when we begin to partner with the Spirit, something goes on on the inside. You start to think of your kids. You start to think of your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister, and you begin to groan on the inside. You begin to pray prayers that have no words. It's like a deep longing on the inside. This is Romans 8, chapter 28. The Holy Spirit teaches us to pray. And when, when the Holy Spirit has been your coach, every prayer you pray is intense. It's not lukewarm. Some people are so cerebral when they pray. It's like, Jesus, your word says this, blah, blah, blah. And you're telling Jesus what he said. He knows what he said. You pray. yeah, yeah. Cry out. Get on your knees. Belt the floor. Strike the ground. Where's Corey? He'd know what that means. Over there at the Tim Tim Hall thing. Get down and strike the ground. Make a prophetic act. Say, God. It's prayer coming from the depth of your heart. Not just from the knowledge in your mind. The Holy Spirit must teach you to pray. When you guys get praying Holy Spirit prayers, something's gonna happen in the city. But the devil does not want you to do that. And he will just want you scared of what everyone else is thinking. He'll want you intimidated. he want you believing that you can't succeed. You'll never get what everyone else has got. And he'll have you believing that. But when you begin to pray with the Holy Ghost, and for me, you know, getting out the bush and the pines years ago, I used to do a lot of that. Now, a lot of our younger guys are doing it. Do it. Go for it. Pray for the city. Cry out for the city. You know, there's a lot said about, uh, I think it was one of those men like Finney who used to go into town and absolute mass conversions. And and like he was a mega ministry in his day. But no one knows about Father Nash, who was the intercessor that went before him. And would book the motel and get down on his knees and pray for the city for weeks before Finney would come in. This is preparing the ground. Let's get back to it. Number three, the Holy Spirit will reveal what he wants us to know. The Holy Spirit will reveal to you what you need to know. I mean, this is the information age. Artificial intelligence is the next thing that is going to come up on the radar. But it's just knowledge. But there is a knowledge that God will give you, which will cause you to be like Joseph and Daniel. So, the Holy Spirit will reveal to us what He needs us to know. 1 Corinthians 2 9, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love Him. It's really talking about what God wants to show us. You know, when we begin to tap into that realm, God will begin to show us things. Joel chapter 2, 28. It says, In the last days, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Others will dream dreams. Your old men will dream dreams. This is talking about information that is coming from God. And in this information age, we can be so dependent on what the world's bringing. So with each one of us, every day, have got to pick up what God's saying to us. I mean, it's wild out there. Number four, the Holy Spirit will reveal the mind of Christ. We can have the mind of Christ. I wanted to read this, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. For he, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, this is a real interesting thing because what you know in your mind can actually stop you from knowing what God wants you to know. There's two types of knowledge there's information and there's revelation. Verse 15: But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So as you begin to partner with the Holy Spirit, God will change your mind. So that it doesn't only become a natural mind, it becomes a spiritual mind. And this is where anything can happen because you start to pick it up on the inside. Number five, the Holy Spirit will teach us he will teach us what we need to know he'll teach us he is our teacher you know they came to Jesus and they said teacher they called him teacher now his spirit is being downloaded into us so there's things that you will know in 1 John it says uh, you know that, that uh, we don't need anyone to teach us well we do it's got to be balanced with Ephesians 4 but it but it's like the holy spirit is our teacher he'll teach you to pray he'll teach you to heal the sick he'll teach you you know how to run a business he'll teach you how to raise children if you pray if you partner with the holy spirit number 6 the holy spirit will lead us John 16 13 Jesus said to the disciples I must go away and I'm going to leave you the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth and He will guide you into all truth do you know what this is the age of deception man it's crazy isn't it yeah it really is you know the World Economic Forum uh, one of their leaders is saying Jesus is fake news Who's going to win the argument? Yeah. Only those who really partnered with the Holy Spirit. This is the key to it. This is where our young people, if you could get them really praying and praying together and praying and calling God to move, asking God, something can begin to happen. And this is where parents, we need to teach our children to pray. Yeah. We talked about that last week. Number seven, the Holy Spirit will call us to finish the work that Jesus started John chapter 4 verse 24 onwards the Holy Spirit will empower us to finish the work that Jesus started Uh, we are what you call a finishing generation what Jesus started 2000 years ago now each one of us needs to pick up the work pick up the baton Because our community, the only Jesus they are going to get to see is you and me. So we best be a good one. Thinking of past failures, I have not always done that that well. None of us have. But this is where we need to represent him. The Holy Spirit will empower you. Acts 1.8 says you shall receive. When you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive... Power. This is dynamic power. The word is dunamis, means explosive power. Explosive power. God has put on the inside of you dynamite. And you know dynamite, they use dynamite to make highways. They use explosives to make highways, to open up the pathways. It's like power to break things open. It's on the inside of the church. But while we're thinking and relaxed, there's no explosive action happening. But as soon as we begin to step out and we begin to partner with the Holy Spirit, we can begin to change our world. We can make a pathway. You'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Healings will begin to take place. When we step out.